Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. You know that song you hear every New Year's Eve? The one about not forgetting old acquaintances? Did you ever wonder about that phrase in the chorus? The one that's also in the title, for Auld Lang Syne. It's the most common song for most English-speaking people to sing on New Year's Eve, and it may be one of the top two most sung songs in the English language after only Happy Birthday. But to be honest, I've never known exactly what it means or where it comes from, and I'm guessing a lot of other people don't either. Or a lot of the other words in it, for that matter. In a survey from the UK in 2017, a third of respondents said that they were planning to sing it on New Year's, but only 3% knew the lyrics. So what does it mean? A good sub-question to this is, what language is it? It turns out that Auld Lang Syne is an old Scots-language folk song that may have never even been written down until the 1700s. Scots isn't just a dialect of English, but a distinct, if related, language, 
which is why it's fair that revelers who don't speak any Scots have some trouble with the lyrics. Some phrases and even whole verses commonly printed for English speakers are in Scots. The first written version may have been put down by Scottish printer James Watson in 1711, but the 1788 version by Scottish poet Robert Burns is the one that's gotten the most attention over the years, so the song is associated with him. A friend of his, the music publisher George Thompson, may have been the one who suggested the relatively modern melody that we're familiar with today, instead of the more traditional folk melody that it was originally transcribed with. Auld Lang Syne literally means old long since. More conversationally, you might say it means something like long, long ago or times gone by. So when we sing this song, we're saying, in essence, we'll drink a cup of kindness yet for times gone by. The song has been popularized by a number of musicians over the years, including Beethoven, who included an arrangement of it in his 12 Scottish folk songs from 1814. The Scottish may have started incorporating it into New Year's celebrations soon after Robert Burns published it, and it's also sung at other Scottish events, like Weddings and Burns Night, the holiday that celebrates the poet on the day of his birth, January 25th. They likely spread it throughout the British Isles and into the U.S. and Canada as they immigrated, but it perhaps became cemented with American New Year's Eve traditions when the Canadian big band music group Guy Lombardo and the Royal Canadians began playing it during their New Year's Eve concerts, starting in 1929. Their show was broadcast on North American radio and later television, all the way until 1976, earning Lombardo the nickname Mr. New Year's Eve, until his show was supplanted by Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. But Lombardo and his band played Auld Lang Syne every year for decades. And it's since been reinforced by other pieces of popular culture, like the 1989 film When Harry Met Sally. And apparently, in some parts of Japan, it's played in stores to signal that it's almost closing time. Today's episode was written by someone on the How Stuff Works editorial team, possibly Marshall Brain, um, and added to by me. And it was produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other new topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 